1: Pro-life counselors continue to challenge an abortion buffer zone. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council just filed an opening brief to the Federal Court of Appeals regarding an abortion buffer zone that was created by Harrisburg, Pennsylvania City Council. These individuals created this to satisfy Planned Parenthood. Holly, that's how exactly this happened, so that Planned Parenthood went to the local government officials, and they did not want these pro-life counselors out there on the public sidewalk handing out information and talking to people about alternatives to abortion. So the city of Harrisburg passed this buffer zone that moved the pro-life counselors sometimes 50 feet to more than 70 feet away and thus prohibits their freedom of speech.
2: Yeah, I believe we've been fighting this for what five years now. And these these two women are represented, these other sidewalk counselors. These are sweet ladies out there sharing the gospel, encouraging these women to protect the lives of their babies, handing out pamphlets, very um, sweet, very gentle. They're not out there running up and down, yelling, you know, anything like that. And so the city of Harrisburg uh, sided with Planned Parenthood, let's put it that way, who obviously doesn't want those people out there to discourage women for having abortion because that that affects their underlying uh, profit.
1: Yes, in fact, uh, they actually took this particular idea to the city of Harrisburg, and Harrisburg then passed this buffer zone. It's very clear that the buffer zone was designed to prohibit a specific kind of speech, pro-life speech, that is conducted by individuals such as Becky Bitter and Colleen Riley, our clients. Uh, These individuals, they just pass out information or they're there to pray or to speak peacefully, one-on-one to give counseling to individuals that come to the abortion clinic. In Harrisburg, uh, they don't block uh, access, they don't interfere with access, but they're there as a life-saving message to provide alternatives and to provide counsel to some of these very distressed individuals.
2: Right, but Planned Parenthood sees them as a threat because they're taking their, quote unquote, business away.
1: Yeah, in fact, they are um, wanting to stop them and all the pro-life. They don't want any other view. And this is Planned Parenthood's MO across the country. Right. We filed a federal lawsuit some years ago. Uh, the lower court judge denied the injunction, went up to the Court of Appeals. We've been back and forth to the lower court, back to the Court of Appeals. This now is our, I believe, our third trip to the Court of Appeals. So we're back again. We've gone through the discovery. What the lower court judge did was actually take the ordinance that is clear that it only applies to pro-life speech, and that the enforcement of the city officials, the police, in terms of how they interpret it, and therefore how they've enforced this particular ordinance, she ignored all of that. Mm -hmm. And she tried to rewrite the ordinance so that the pro-lifers would not win.
2: And that's blatant discrimination, because this is just regarding pro-life speech.
1: It's just regarding pro-life speech. So what we have here is information that we later took. We had what's called a 30B6 um, witness. A 30B6 witness is a section of the rules of evidence. And when you want, say, for example, we're plaintiffs in this case, and we want the city to present its 30B6 witness, a 30B6 witness is the person that they select, not we, that the city selects to be its official spokesperson to sit down in the deposition. Uh, And therefore, they represent and they bind the cities um, because of their status. What they say is an official representation of the city. So we had the 30B6 witness, and we also had others as well, police officers that were enforcing these ordinances, and they all said the same thing, that if you engaged in... Pro life speech, then the ordinance would be enforced against you. Even if it was peaceful pro life speech with no magnification of sound, with no interfering with anyone else, as long as you entered into that buffer zone and your viewpoint was Mm -hmm. pro life, then the ordinance would prohibit you from speaking.
2: So even with those witnesses, the judge still ruled against the pro life speech?
1: Yeah, even with those witnesses, the judge still said, well, she was going to interpret it to not be the way that it's actually drafted and not be the way that the 30B-6 official representative of the city of Harrisburg testified and not be the way, according to the police officers, as to what, in fact, is permissible and what is prohibited. She's going to ignore all that.
2: She's not looking at the facts. It sounds like she's a bit biased as
1: well. She just wants to uphold the injunction. The problem is is that here we have an ordinance, and so when someone reads it, it's very clear that this applies to have a buffer zone moving, depending upon where you are, but in this particular case around this abortion clinic, between 50 to 70 feet away from anyone that would be accessing the clinic.
2: You'd have to have a megaphone to even talk to somebody 70 feet away.
1: And then a megaphone with magnification has other sound ordinances that it would come underneath, and. The whole point is to just have a one-on-one conversation with those who want to have a one-on-one conversation. You can't hand a pamphlet to someone 50 feet away. Right. You can't hand them a pamphlet 70 feet away. You can't have a reasonable, normal conversation when you're 50 to 70 feet away.
2: So that's all very intentional.
1: That's all very intentional. And consequently, they'd even be on the other side of the street. Because you couldn't even be on the sidewalk, no. that would be out in front of the abortion clinic. You have to move way down on that same sidewalk, uh, wait to another location, another facility, another business that has nothing to do with Planned Parenthood, or across the street. So I
2: would imagine the Planned Parenthood's escorts probably aren't having to go abide by this, right? If they come out and want to help women into the abortion facility, I imagine the ordinance probably doesn't cover them, right?
1: No, it doesn't cover them. They can have any kind of pro-abortion speech that they want. And they can clearly speak whatever they want as, as it relates to being in favor of abortion. But if a pro-lifer wants to speak a pro-life message, then that's not going to be beneficial. That's not going to be beneficial to them, so they want to stop it. That's
2: blatant discrimination right there.
1: They also, um, We also actually had a testimony that um, this would apply to somebody passing out business cards. And so this was just ridiculous in terms of very clear how this ordinance is designed and not only how it's designed based on its wording, but how it's actually enforced uh, by the enforcers, the individuals who are the police officers trained to enforce this. Their understanding of it was unequivocally clear.
2: Now when you say business cards, like someone who wants to give a card in favor of pro-life, Or Or even
1: some other message, for example, that you could not give a, or you you might be able to have a different kind of message to pass out, but if it were a pro-life message to pass out, you couldn't couldn't actually pass that out. You couldn't, if it was pro-life, basically, when you began to speak on pro-life, whether in printed form or in verbal form then it's banned.
2: Well, you're seeing some real nefarious motives going on here, because this is blatant discrimination. And I can't believe this this hasn't been resolved after five years.
1: No, so we're back before the Court of Appeals, and we have put up in front and center all of this testimony that is quite clear from the additional depositions and discovery that we did, which the lower court judge ignored again for another time, Mm But that judge does not have the authority to do it. That judge doesn't even wrestle with this other kind of information. And yet, again, these are the enforcers. The reason why Becky and Colleen have not been able to go back there is because they've been threatened that if you go back, they will be arrested. So their speech has been chilled day after day after day. If they return to this facility, they already know what the outcome is because the police that are enforcing it they've already testified this is what the ordinance says and this is what we're supposed to do in fact the head of the police has been called before the city council before uh, where he was questioned about enforcing this and gave, again, information about how this would be enforced according to their directive.
2: Do you think we could end up at the Supreme Court with this case? I do
1: think we can end up back at the U.S. Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has already issued previous decisions striking down a buffer zone in other cases. In fact, I argue the very first buffer zone case in history at the U.S. Supreme Court, the Madsen case, going back to 1994. So this case has a good chance of going back to the high court. Continue to pray for this case. For more information, visit Liberty
0: Council's website You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number 407-875-1776.